Have you or anyone you know ever been emotionally destroyed by a book? Have you ever got the feels for a fictional character? Have you ever been hung over by an all-night book binge? Then pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass, and hang on to your Kindle. This is Drinking Ink. Hey friends, Mia here. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to drop in with a note on our content. While books are for everyone, this podcast was created for adult audiences only. Listener and reader discretion is advised as we sometimes dive into difficult and triggering content such as graphic depictions of violence, frank portrayal of sexuality, discussion of mental illness, and existential struggle. It might be a lot to take in, so if you need a breather, take a break or come back later. We'll be here for you. Hi. <laughs> it hasn't started yet, Mia. You got a little excited. I got, yes. yes, I did. We're back with another episode of Drinking Gate. <laughs> I'm never going to live that one down, am I? Oh, it's okay. We love you anyways, our little chaotic mess. Aw, thank you. <laughs> so this week's episode is going to be super fun because we've been planning this one for a few months. For um, any of our longtime listeners, you guys might have seen we had been hosting a giveaway uh, earlier this summer, and uh, we are recording that episode today with our lovely giveaway winner, Taya. How are you today, Taya? I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've never like won anything like this before, so I'm super excited. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Taya? Let everybody know who you are. Um, well, I am just a book lover. I, I love reading and I am also um, writing a book, which is how I met Brittany. Um, we're in a writing group together. And so that's just who I am. I, yeah. <laughs> awesome. You did have a really fun and exciting weekend, though, before you came here to join us today, though, didn't you? I sure did. I'm also a music lover. And so I spent uh, three nights at the Taylor Swift concert. Did you get yourself a nice outfit? Did you did, did you do the big Swifty thing where they make their uh, special outfits for the Eras tour or... I did. I actually, I had one night where it was a reputation type of outfit. And then I had another one that was more of like the Evermore era. So yes, I did dress up and I, I still right, right now have my, uh, my temporary tattoo. It has not come off yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I think that would be an interesting episode. Books that relate to uh, Taylor Swift album titles. That might have to be something we revisit in uh, another season. <laughs> Especially with her new like re-releases that she's done. Um, like just seeing like how she's even changed them. It's been great. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. I know. Oh my gosh. Have you seen all the drama that's going on right now in Canada with the Ticketmaster and how Canadians aren't able to get tickets because all the Americans swooped in and like got all the codes? My oh goodness. My they no. should have they should have regulated that being like if you don't have a if you, you don't have a Canadian postal code or address, you don't get the chance to get it. You get like second chance. Cuz yeah. like that was the only that was the only shows that Canadians got. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter because I'm like 12 hours from like the closest place that she'd be hosting a concert. So I'm like, eh. Well, she's only but... doing it in Toronto. Only like the only shows for Canada is going to be Toronto entirely. Like there's no other places she's going in Canada. 
she's doing like six of them i think yeah i think she's doing toronto and then maybe vancouver i think those are like the two places that most of them do but all i've heard so far is toronto so maybe she could be like announcing more but like still they should have left it for the canadians like i don't care about going but i do understand that like there was a lot of people in canada that did not get a chance and we're really looking forward to it so i'm like (laughs) maybe time will tell maybe poor planning on their part (laughs) i took a master's of scam anyways (laughs) agreed all right before we dive into going through the cards and we'll talk about the cards in a minute let's find out how many books everyone has on their tbr roughly to start and we won't go with Rebecca because we know that Rebecca's is probably like 1700 pages. So I don't keep like a count. You don't? Like, I don't have like on Goodreads. I don't have like a TBR to be read. Like, I mean, there's things in there that are like interested, want to read, but like, I don't actually keep a TBR count. <gasps> Rebecca. I do. I mean, I have the want to read, but then I also have on my Kindle, all the unread books that I have on there. Um, it's a lot. well let's so let's narrow it down let's just work off of the goodreads want to read category all right so my want to read pile according to goodreads is about 149 books 150 books that i have been compiling for a long time i'm sure i probably am closer to maybe 200 with everything that's on my bookshelf right now what about you, Mia? What's on your want to read shelf on Goodreads? <laughs> My want to read shelf is 696. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I probably have another couple hundred in my bookcases that I have not read yet. <laughs> oh dear, here we go. Oh, I, might, I might have a small problem, but we're good. Don't worry, we're fine. <laughs> my what about you, Tara? Well, we need to work on trying to build a time machine so that Mia can go back in time and, like, read all the books that she wants. Um, (laughs) Right now on my Goodreads list, it's 71 books, um, which isn't too bad. And then I think my bookshelf's behind me right now. Half of them I have not read. So I would say it's close to 200. Nice. Nice. And how many do you think you have, Becca? Roughly. I don't know. Y'all are talking. So I'm going to pull up on my uh, want to read in Goodreads. Oh, so my quotations. Yeah, because I've been clicking on random stuff for like 10 years in here. So my want to read shelf is 1,075 books. I mean, you could read that feasibly in a year, Becca. That would be easy for you to just clear off. Yeah. I could, but the number's also wrong because, like, skimming through it, there are things on here that I know you won't I've read? read along the way. Uh, and they're still marked as, like, to read in Goodreads. Oh, so you have less than that then. Okay, well. That's a weird one. You yeah. know what? I, I wonder, because this is how this happened to me when I was looking through my list to make sure we were good for this episode, and I noticed that I had marked the Love Theoretically hard copy as a want to read, like the hardback but I had marked as red the paperback. So maybe checking the version numbers that might help clear it up for you. This is like 10 years of chaotic stuff in here. I am not cleaning any kind of shelf. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been going since 2013 and it is what it yeah. is. 
See, considering that mine, um, I've only been like really like recently updated it. Um, like I've actually like kept up with adding books in the last like couple of years. Like that's a lot of books. Although I do read fast, not quite as fast as Becca, but like I feel like it's manageable for me. <laughs> well, I don't think there's not many people who read as fast or as much as Becca. That's she's got a special skill there. Very, very specialized. It helps that she does nothing yeah. but read books and is a librarian and that helps. So very true. I thought one book a day was, was like fast, but Becca is like on another level. Reading is her superpower. Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. I am a walking Goodreads database. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the cards we're going to use today. I got these cards in an Illumicrate box that I had got last year. I do not remember which one. Uh, and it is a reading prompt card. So it's to help people who are undecisive about what kind of book they should pick up next. Maybe for someone who is a bit of a mood reader, who isn't very uh, sure about what kind of mood they're in. And I thought it would be fun because we did an episode last season with Becca's trope cards that we could take a look at our TBRs and see what do we have that matches some of these cards. So I'm going to give them a quick shuffle and see if I can get the shuffling sounds on mic because who doesn't love a little bit of card shuffling ASMR? <laughs> that was a little lackluster. That was, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a giant fart, you know? <laughs> that was some nice imagery there. <laughs> Card number one, a book outside your comfort zone. Let's see. So something that you want to read that doesn't quite fit into what you would normally pick for yourself. What do you got? <laughs> I'm already out on this one. Why? Because you don't have a comfort zone? No, she doesn't. Actually, yeah. That's true. You don't really have a comfort zone, do you? <laughs> I mean, I have stuff I prefer not to read. But I still would read. Oh my goodness. I, I mine like I did I reversed it for the, the one tree because normally it comes up as like the one you first ever added. But oh. so, so now I added or like now I reversed it so I could be like the like the most recent one that I added. And oh gosh, I like saw one within the first few of them. <laughs> I'm like, why did I add this? <laughs> it was a the Lords of Pain by Angel Lawson that Becca told me about. Oh my goodness. What Lords of Pain? Pain? <laughs> the, yeah, the Royals of Force at University number one. <laughs> what is it about? Let's see. Um I feel is like why choose bully yeah. romance? Yeah. Uh... Stepbrother romance. Yeah, it's step I'm like, why I think that day I must have been like in a fever dream or something, like having like a day and just was like, you know, just was like bam. <laughs> But for those who haven't read it and want to maybe think about it, there is a character within the group who's, he's got a, a government name that I forgot, but they call him Raph. And he is a contemporary Azrael for those who like him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, <laughs> I think Tender is the Flesh is kind of outside of my comfort zone by uh, Augustina Baztic, I'm going to probably butcher this, but Bazterica or Bazterica. Um, for those who aren't aware, it is about um, 
in general, the consumption of human meat where humans are farmed for um, basically the meat production instead of cattle. Um, and it's the kind of reverse idea of, you know how like someone's like, oh, I could never kill my pet cow because I'm attached to it. Like I would love it too much to like slaughter it. Yeah. It's imagine that except humans are being the ones being farmed for meat and the farmer gets an attachment to the human and now has this moral quandary over the the system that he participates in. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I don't do a lot of horror or gore type stuff. I'm not really big on it. And this gives me major gore vibes, like just the way that it would be written. So I think that's, that's it for me. I know Becca's read it and Becca liked it. So I trust her judgment. I have one, but do you? (laughs) Elantris by Brandon Sanderson. (gasps) That is outside your comfort zone. You don't typically read Sando. I have never read a Sanderson, but like this year, I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to read one of his works. Cause I feel like just in the grand scheme of who I am, I'm like, I, I can't not read a Sanderson before I die. So maybe next year I'll pick one up. Elantris is a good one. That was the first Brandon Sanderson book that I've, I ever read. And I was in high school and I really, really liked it. It's actually a really good intro to fantasy. If that's what you're, if you've never read fantasy, it's a pretty good one to get into. What about you, Taya? What do you have that's out of your comfort zone? Well, I am a scaredy cat when it comes to ghosts. So I would probably think that it would be The Haunting of Hill House. I heard so many great things about it, but I have to work myself up to it because it sounds scary. (laughs) Just read it in the middle of the day, all the lights on, windows open, and someone home in the other room so that you're protected, you know? Oh my goodness. But if they accidentally make a noise or something, I'll freak out. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe like don't don't be by yourself for like the next week or so. That, oh my gosh, that's scary! Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 I don't even know. I've never read it. Oh. <laughs> I just don't like horror in general. It's it's not a great no no bueno. I don't <laughs> mind horror books. I don't mind them. There's been a couple that I've read that I've been like, oh okay, I could probably get into this genre, but I think uh, I don't know that I would go so deep into the horror genre. It's I'm, I, I like Taya. I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go in the room together and you'll read Tender as the Flesh and I'll read The Haunting of Hill House. There and we we'll go. Each other. <laughs> exactly. Be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. A book in a format you wouldn't normally read. I'm out. Because you read all formats. I know, Becca. I read mostly paperback and uh, audio, well, Kindle, and I haven't been reading as much audiobook right now. So I think I'm going to say, um, for me, The Assistant to the Villain, which is the new book that's coming out. Oh my gosh, her name has just gone out of my brain. I want to find that really quick. Is it like Alicia something? Or am I, am I just pulling a name randomly out of thin air? I could be doing that. It's Hannah Nicole Mayer. She was the TikToker that was doing all of these little skits about like, what if she was like the sunshine assistant to like a grumpy villain? 
And she ended up writing a book about it and getting picked up. And so it's supposed to come out um, the end of August. And so I kind of got the audiobook on my pre-order list. So I'm excited for that one. I haven't listened to audiobooks in a long time. I, I shouldn't say that. I listen to them mostly when I'm driving or when I have to go long distances. I don't typically listen to them like the 20 minutes back and forth to work because I feel like it's just not enough time for me to get like into the story. So I think that might be uh, that might be one that's outside of a format that I traditionally read. See, I mean, I read all different formats, um, but I mean, like, it really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't read as much paperback lately, just because, like, even though it's, like, all around me, I just, I'm, like, I just want to, like, just become a potato and, like, lime, like, sit on my bed and just, like, look through my phone for an audiobook, for a, a, an audiobook or a ebook because like that involves like clearing out all this crap in my way and getting to my bookcases (laughs) also there's a lot of them my brain's just overwhelmed all the time so yeah maybe just picking up an actual book again a physical book an actual physical book (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) can you think of any ones that you might actually be interested in like just picking up that come to the top of your head when you think i've I've got i've got fourth wing that's like right there i'm like might as well start it (laughs) Hey, there you go. <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll go. We'll Taya's read Fourth Wing, haven't you? I did. I listened to it on audiobook, and I liked it. It was really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I'm excited. And if you're not, for me, I personally don't um, immerse myself into like world building fantasy type of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really easy to get into yeah. um, and to understand, and it was That's just so good. fun. I'm glad. Yeah. I've heard like people say that it could have like honestly done well like it, like it's the kind of book that you could still read as like a like a romance it was that kind of fantasy so it sounds like it'll be yeah. a good book yeah it was a romanticy <laughs> I love those kind of fantasies yeah. that's one of my favorite genres <laughs> right they're great what about you Taya what's a format that you don't usually read well, I usually read on my Kindle or an audiobook. Um, and when I do read a physical copy, it's usually um, a paperback. For some reason, like I had this out because I was looking at all of the ones on my um, on my bookshelves, and it's The Realm Breaker by Victoria Aviard. And I just never uh, do. Oh, it's so pretty in there too with the map and everything. It's a fantasy book. Um, and I have the hardcover, so I might, you know, read that pretty soon. We might have to buddy read that because I happened to pick oh. that up at Value Village over the summer and oh. it's sitting on my bookshelf right now and I haven't read it. And I was like, you know what? It's sitting there on the shelf. It was six dollars. I was like, what you got for $6? A hardcover for $6? That's insane. I, I, I have a signed hardcover. <laughs> oh, I've been in the Oh, you do? Oh. <laughs> I've never read it. It shouldn't sitting there forever. We like to bug Becca because she's the one in the States of, out of the three of us and she can get access to these like signed copies of books and, and like, uh, and Britt and I can't really do that as easily because we're both in Canada, so... 
Yeah, unfortunately, oh. authors don't make their way up here. And when they do, they only go to Toronto. So. Right. And even though I'm near Toronto, I don't have access to Toronto right now. <laughs> so. Oh, we go, Becca and I have to go and help our Canadian friends out and just have a luggage of signed books for them. <laughs> we'll just ship a box. Y'all can go to a Polycon for us. And <laughs> They already I mean, want me to go hunt down like the special editions of Crescent City 3 that are coming out yes. in the States and not well, Canada. Some, the Walmart because, ones? Because we have the Asriel bonus scene in the States coming and so far from what I've seen, Canada won't. Canada just has one special edition. It's because it's Indigo. We only have Indigo. That's it. But y'all get like four or five, and we're just like, excuse me, what now? <laughs> but see, isn't Walmart in Canada? Yes, but Walmart is different in Canada than it is in America. It's vastly different. It's crazy. I don't know why. It makes no sense, but it just it, it does. It happens. Yeah, unfortunately, we are getting the Randall and Ember bonus scene in Canada, which is a big... <laughs> Literally, Boring. I'm like, I, I literally said in our chat, I'm like, who the fuck is Randall and Ember? <laughs> Bryce's mom and her stepdad. Oh, we don't want to know about oh, them. I forgot who they were. <laughs> Wait, they're my favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately forgot who they were. Because <laughs> they're not, because they're not that important. No. I mean, not. okay, that's a lie. Maybe they're going to be important in the next book. I don't but, know. But we'll I find feel like, out. I feel like, they didn't like if they tell us this now like that there's gonna be randall and ember you're just we're gonna be sitting here wondering like why the heck are they so important like what the heck like what's going on like now i'm just annoyed <laughs> well we have to wait for january anyways so buckle up yeah. and buckle up buttercup basically <laughs> next card Ooh, i can already think of one a book set in winter a book that is set in winter. I have Merry Little Meet Cute by Sierra Simone and oh my gosh, Jennifer Murphy sitting on my shelf that I have not read yet. That is a, such a cute one. I love it. Is oh it? Yeah. Uh, I keep hearing such good things about it. And it's just, it's one of those books that like, I keep looking at going like, oh, I'm meaning to read it. I'm meaning to read it. I'm meaning to read it. And then I just never pick it up. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to challenge myself to try and read that in September. It's going to be my September. Right. Eh, <laughs> Becca. I've got um, A Holly Jolly Ever After by Julie Murphy. It's actually coming out this year. Ooh. Oh. Is that part of the same? Uh, Let's see when it's coming out. Is that part of the same series, like series that she's doing oh, with Sierra oh, Simone? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I'll have to read the first one. <laughs> I probably have that on my TBR too, so I'll have to read the first one as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a uh, Christmas notch number two. It's coming. Oh, uh, when is it coming out? I have no idea when it's coming out. Let's see. Uh, October. T oh, October 10th, 2023. Well, there you go. So you'll have to wait, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. What about you, Taya? What's a winter book that you can think of? I actually did not get around to reading Blame It on the Mistletoe by Beth Garrett uh, last winter. And so it's about this like social media star and um, and she has a mistletoe disaster with her ex. And it just sounds so cute. It's like a contemporary holiday romance. Oh, like the perfect kind yeah. of like lifetime movie sort of. Yes. Oh, I yeah. love it. 
It sounds perfect for Hallmark season. It does. It just seems like one of those comfort reads after baking some cookies. You can just sit there and read it by a fire. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, uh, what well, did you That's mention the your book? Did you mention your book, Becca? Your winter book? I have a winter book. A book set in winter. <laughs> That's the book. That's the book on your TBR. Or a book that you want to read. A book that's sent in. Set oh, in I winter. thought you said like the one I wrote. I was like, I wrote one in winter. Um, <laughs> Frosting her Christmas cookies by Alina Jacobs. Oh, have you read that one, Mia? No, I haven't, but I have it on my TBR as well. <laughs> Is this part of the? It's the. The, the like series that she has that's like five bucks for like winter her most recent one came out i think it was 2022 it's the frost like, brothers grinch. series so yeah, there's it, like it was a grinch multiple one, ones it? yeah she just had the last grinch year she came out. out with the grinch one and i'm like yeah. well i clearly need to get all of these books because i have the first one i need to get the next i think book. i have all of them but the grinch one. oh no i do have the grinch one um resting grinch face yeah okay so i do have that's that that's so cute <laughs> That's such a funny title. All of her titles are funny. So she has like on his paintbrush, between her biscuits, oh. uh, tasting oh. her Christmas cookies, after her flower petals. She's got like a Valentine's Day like one. Like she's got so many different series that have like all those like fun names. It's great. I love double entendres. And can I be 100% honest and say that when you said frosting her Christmas cookies, my brain immediately went to like some of like those monster romances that you read last year that were like everybody was a different flavor. (laughs) That one. Yeah. Uh, That was that was a oh gosh, Layla Faye. No. Okay. I was like, why does it sounds smutty <laughs> i believe yeah i believe that's layla Fay, the one who did the um holiday flavors which she has one coming out later this fall or this year um that's minotaur called thick beef <laughs> thick beef yeah okay that doesn't sound appealing at all next Ooh, this will be a tricky one the shortest book on your TBR. You're going to have to look at pages. How do we look at that? On... There is the a Demon way. Bargain by Katie Roberts. I figured it out. There's a way to do it. When you go to your want to read, it'll say sort, sorted by, and then like you press on the green, so uh, the green word there. So it'll say sorted by position, and then you press on position, and you can press number of pages on it. Ooh. let's see can i figure this out where did you see that when you're i'm on my phone i'm on like the mobile device um it should be like where it says sorted by and then it's number of pages that you can press on hmm ah oh, there we go let's add that let's see what is the shortest book on my tbr Uh, oh, <laughs> Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola <laughs> Faust. That one is 68 pages. I still haven't read it. It's on my Kindle. It's like on the, one of the top spots. <laughs> oh, God. 
that that one I don't I I I want to read just so that I understand the fervor about it, but I don't know that I want to read it because I want to read it. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> I know Becca's read it, and I've I've read snippets from it, and I know what happens, but I just have to read it for myself. All right, who's next? I can go. Um, mine is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and I'm absolutely surprised because it's only 56 pages. Wow. Really I, short. That is really short. I didn't know that it was such a short book. It's a short story. It's absolutely nothing like the movie. Oh, really? Interesting. How How different is it? You don't have, we don't want to spoil it, but. I mean, the basic mechanics of like how Benjamin Button functions are the same, but like, it's just totally different. Huh. Interesting. It might take longer to watch the movie than to read than the Than to book. read the actual book, right? <laughs> Jeez. All right. What is this? Date. I'm just resorting my books here. Next. Yeah. Oh, Mia hasn't given Mia us hers has, yet. Me, I was about to go. I'm like, is she, are they just like not? Um, Sorry, my bad. I got <laughs> okay. excited. Um, so okay. Um, I'm trying to see how many pages. Okay. Apparently, like what I have on mine has a lot, like there it the shortest one is like a long. <laughs> it's like 390 pages. <laughs> That's still short though for it's like a book. Her, it's called her best match. So by uh who's it by by Tammy uh Tammy Deeran. Her best match. Three Sounds like a tennis book. A tennis romance. I mean it could be it I th- um I'm trying to see. Uh um she goes it no, not not she's uh I think it's like a what's it called? Uh marriage of convenience kind of thing. Mm, like matchmaker kind of yeah her best match yes interesting interesting next or did we add did we get becca's i don't think Mine, so. i don't the, uh the, what was it the demon's bargain by oh Katie that's Robert. right the demon's bargain that's right i is that the last one in her series i feel like i haven't uh I didn't love the Dragon's Bride so much, so I kind of fell off that train. I don't know. I don't know the order they're supposed to go in because I'm not reading them in the right order. I just randomly pick one up when I pick one ah, up. That's all right. I don't think that there is an order to read them in, but I think the Demon's Bargain is like with the, the main demon from the core of that story. Ooh, this one we should all have one from. A book from an author you've never read before. Someone you have never read before. I have to scroll through here. <laughs> I got one. All right. Well, go ahead, Mia. Um, Maya's the um Nevermore Bookstore by Kerrigan Brin. Um, Brin. Yeah, Kerrigan Brin. Um, let's see if it's even out yet. Um, yes, it it came out this year on the 28th of March it's oh it's 
363 pages. Um, I should have just like, how did I, why did I not swipe the last time? I like went into look, look for book details and I'm like, I'm, I'm stupid sometimes. It's okay. That's besides the point. Anyway, yes, it's uh, Townsend Harbor number one by Kerrigan Bryn and Cynthia St. Aubin. I go on tangents sometimes. This is normal. Um, it looks like a, I think it's like a, eh, is it fantasy? No, who knows what it is? It's about a bookstore. Um, oh yeah, it's like a fantasy romance. They're, cause they're like, I think, no, that's about the author maybe. I don't know. I don't, just, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a book. It's a book. It looks interesting, though. What about you, Taya? Who's someone that you've never read before that you're interested in reading? I've never read a book by Tess Sharp, and she writes YA romance. And oh, Mia's making a face like she's really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard that her books will make you cry and they're super sad and I went to the LA Times uh, Festival of Books earlier this year and she was on one of the panels and she just sounds so amazing Um, and one of her books is Six Times We Almost Kissed. I've never heard of that one. That sounds cute. Yeah. I think for me... Um, I'm going to say Robin Hobb because she is kind of a staple in fantasy and I keep seeing the Assassin's Apprentice as kind of like the number one recommended book by her that like if you really want to read Robin Hobb that's one that you should get into and it's part of her Farseer trilogy I'm not 100% sure exactly what it's about but I mean the title is fairly what I like about it is that it's like old school like 80s fantasy you know with like the the painterly type covers with like you know the face and the old man and the young man and this one I think the cover has a dog on it so I mean that's already a win in my book As long as the dog is okay throughout the entire story. Yeah. The dog has to survive till the end. Yes. What about you, Becca? An author you haven't read? Uh, Mine is Elodie Colliard. The last encore, which has, like, been on my TBR, and it's like, I'm going to read that, but I keep pushing it back. But I was, like, while you're all talking, I was browsing this, actually. This is set in Toronto, which I didn't know and then it was interesting because like i i literally just randomly opened the book to the very brit line that's going to convince you to read this where it says um the feeling of never belonging anywhere because i'm too white to be mexican but too dark to be canadian and i'm like wow this sounds like a brit book now uh what's it called again i'm just gonna go uh (laughs) the last encore and he's a musician that's perfect for Brittany. That is perfect for me. We're just going to click add to (laughs) want to read. (laughs) All right. Everyone's gone. Let's pick one more. Well, more than one more. Oh, this will be an easy one. A book with a romance. Something that's got a little sweet little romance in it. (laughs) Lucian and I by Sasha Clinton. 
What is that about? Doctor rivalry. I don't know. Enemies to lover, Doctor. I don't know. It's just been here for a long time. It's. <laughs> I literally bought it because it said Lucian. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, I must have it. That's fine. Um, I don't. I have so many romance is a big cat part of like the books that I read. I like love romance, so I have to like really, really look. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. You know what? Here's one happy place. I love Emily Henry. Oh yeah, I haven't read that yet. I haven't either because I'm waiting for it to come out in paperback. They only have it in the hardcover. And another thing that sucks being a Canadian reader is that our hardbacks are roughly between thirty-seven and forty-two dollars for a hardcover. Sometimes like forty-five. Yeah, there was a special edition Dune that our Indigo had that was $50. And I wanted it. It was so pretty, but I could not justify spending 50 bucks on a hardback. No way. That's like half of my groceries for a week. Literally. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just can't buy eggs this week because I bought a freaking book. <laughs> but I really want to read Happy Place. And Emily Henry's romances are always really well done. What about you guys? That's a good one. I actually, um, this is one that Brittany talked about, and I ended up putting it on my Goodreads a while back, and it's Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. Yes! Yeah. We Yay. love Olivia Dade here. We have a bit of an obsession with her. Aww, it's, it's okay, it's, it's so fine. It's, it's, good. it's a good one. It's a good obsession. It's a very good obsession, yes. I just love how meta it is about fan fiction in general. Like, yes. I don't know how much of a fan fiction reader you are, Taya, but mm-hmm. it does a lot of like talking about AO3 and fan fiction tags. And as someone who grew up on fan fiction, it was very like heartwarming to be like, oh. Aww, <laughs> I love that. Aww. Well, I'll let you guys know when I do get to reading it. (laughs) I would love to know what you think. And then once you're done reading Spoiler Alert, you have to read All the Feels and then Shipwrecked. Because All the Feels is about one of the secondary characters in Spoiler Alert. Mm -hmm. And it is my favorite in her little trilogy that she's done. They kind of go on at the same time, too. So it's interesting to see like the different characters' perspectives of even what the other characters are dealing with. It's great. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty Ooh. fun. I'm pretty even more fun. excited to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mine is um, by Bethany Turner. It's called Bryn and Sebastian Hate Each Other. I love that title off the bat. Um, it's about this uh, sunny. She, so she's a sunny morning show host and he's like the cynical ex reporter and they don't like each other. Um, but basically what happens is she is like seen as this like really like peppy person but then her snarky side gets shown on live television unintentionally (laughs) so then she has to like she's back in her hometown um like and her karaoke crumbling down she's back in her hometown in colorado in like a way at last ditch attempt to kind of like convince viewers that she's not this mean girl that they like assume she is based on one um experience um and then he's also there um he ends up being like he's a he was on the fast track to journalism hall of fame. Um, but his like, I think like something he had like 
something snapped in him and he kind of like goes under the radar for a while um and he seeks refuge in her coincidentally her tiny town her hometown and um he like tries to blend in as like the scruffy mountain man um citizen and he's assigned to be her chauffeur and he's like really good at seeing through her carefully like cultivated sunny persona to see like that like she's puts that on as a front but like yeah so it's yeah she's trying to like save her career and like try to turn the socks off him (laughs) it looks so cute I love cutesy romance. I love romance in general. Right, I just... Especially when there's like the enemies, like like enemies to lovers, or like when they don't get along, and oh, it's great. I just or the love grumpy it. sunshine. Right, there's something about like someone seeing you at your worst and just liking, you, like like still accepting that. Because I feel like when it's like friends to lover or something, you don't see as much of the like real raw like honesty, where like you used to like hate the person now you're like obsessed with them yeah, yeah i love enemies cool. to lovers i love grumpy sunshine chef's kiss I, grumpy boys are like my cocaine it's just right. like <laughs> i could line them up i will snort them all day long like, <laughs> especially when, I, I like this premise because you have a girl that's like sunshine and rainbows on the outside but like she's actually like someone who's like seems like deeply hurt and like can be snarky and i'm like that can be me sometimes so like i'm like i feel like this is going to be a very relatable character for me because she just seems like the ultimate like kind of like blend of both like grumpy and sunshine in a character nice nice we shall see all right what about you becca wait what was the question this time it was a book with a romance i already said mine first that's why lucian and i Oh, you see, you're like so quick. I'm like getting lost. All right. Another one. Let's see. A science fiction book. Who here doesn't read science fiction, I guess, is a good question. I mean, I don't read it that often, actually. Unless you count alien corn. I do. Oh, I do so count funny, it. Becca. That's hilarious. That's a good I do joke. Count it. Alien, <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians is 100% science fiction. I'll just put it's it out there. Scientific things based on fig that is fictional, or so we think. <laughs> oh, we're not. Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. We're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we can spend hours talking about Ice Planet Barbarians. We yeah. have. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what books do we have, people? Uh, for me, I would like to read To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Pellini. He's the guy that wrote Aragon, the Aragon series. Um, this one's kind of uh, about, it's like, it's categorized as like sort of a space opera. So I kind of get a little bit of like Star Wars-y vibes from it. The cover is stunning, so you should look it up. Um, but it's essentially about someone who uh, like is like on a mission to go uh, to an uncolonized planet planet and they find a kind of relic and it's exciting but then all of a sudden like the planet begins to like move and it like creates there's like a war that ends up starting and it kind of is like earth and colonies against like the end of the world kind of thing and i don't know i always dig that kind of stuff and i'm really excited to read it I keep seeing it. I haven't bought it yet. It's on my TBR, but I have come into, I've seen it in the stores more than enough times for like me to like be like, okay, universe, I get it. You want me to buy this book. 
Yeah, that one sounds so good. I um, Anything by Blake Crouch is currently on my TBR, um, especially Upgrade. It's like a technology uh, thing where the main character um, gets like a new brain that he's always dreamed of. And then there's like this technology virus and then things just go awry. Um, it sounds very interesting because it's like, I feel like science fiction kind of makes us think about our own world and the morals. And so this one's about like genetic engineering and yeah, yeah. I love science fiction for that. Science fiction was one of the first kind of like real categories of reading that I got into was like fantasy and science fiction as a kid. And what I loved about science fiction was just the possibilities, right? Like it just kind of presents so many, like you're like, Oh, well I didn't. And then you learn too, but like how stuff works. Cause there is some truth in some of the science fiction. I mean, obviously it's like movies kind of been sensationalized or simplified for plot purposes but it gives you enough that you're like hi i wonder how like would that really work and then you're kind of sent off looking for answers i just i feel like it's very inspiring it is and then you're like well if this was something that could really work what would that do to our world like would it change it for the better or not and yeah i love it it's interesting too like when you look at science fiction as a, as a genre, as a whole, like when you even go back to like 2001, a space odyssey and like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy, like going way back into like earlier forums of like in the thirties and forties and fifties, like seeing what their perception of what our reality is. I especially love reading older science fiction because you kind of get a perception of like, Oh, this is what they thought 2022 was going to look like. And this yeah. is what our world was going to look like. And it doesn't look anything like that, but you can see parallels in how science has progressed and how people and society have progressed and changed or haven't as a whole. And I just, I find the whole genre really, it's one of my like favorite genres to read. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I got one that I think Becca will like. So Angelica Frankenstein makes her match. Um, it's about, it's based by Sally Thorne. So she was the writer, the author of A Hating Game. Um, and it's a historical rom-com based on, so Frankenstein's sister, his younger sister, she attempts to create the perfect man. Um, Ooh, and interesting. so like, cause it's saying how like ever for generations, every Frankenstein has found their true love and equal unlocking lifetimes of blissful wedded adventure. Um, so she like tries to take the guy that like he, she tries to make her match out of this guy that he is like brought back to life. So sounds interesting sweet i love a little total amnesia right he's got total amnesia doesn't know who he is so she's like yeah it's oh it sounds cute build a boy absolutely right right build a boy (laughs) yeah but i i think that'll be it'll be a good a good book and i figure anything with the name of frankenstein and becca will love (laughs) <laughs> Becca is a, is a Mary Shelley fan yeah uh, I mean she's a good author I actually don't think I've read Mary Shelley's book Frankenstein what are they making it. you read in high schools out there in the United States yeah it was not like any required reading 
Um, I'm going to add it to my Goodreads. <laughs> it's a really, I really enjoyed it when I had to, I think I read it in 11th grade as part of my, my 11th grade English class. And it was, I didn't love it at the time, but like I reread it as an adult and I found it so much more satisfying as a grown up to read it. It was just really, you can really see the layers in it. Yeah, we actually, for my 11th grade required reading, we had to read The Hunger Games. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty cool because it was when the movie was coming out. So everyone was like super excited about it. So they probably replaced Frankenstein with that. <laughs> hey, I don't think I'd be mad. I, I wouldn't be mad with, with that kind of exchange, to be honest. I mean, I remember hearing about like a parent complaining about the Hunger Games being one of the, the books in school. So I mean, <laughs> can't win with parents half the time. <laughs> All right, Becca, a science fiction book for you? I guess anything in the Rizdiverse by Dixon. I have them. Haven't read them. Yo, you haven't I'm... read the Ristiverse? No, I also have, what is that? Like the Corsairs dudes? <gasps> you need to read the Corsair brothers. Honest to God, they're so good. I, I prefer like, them to the Ristiverse. I think I have like some of them in print and the others on my Kindle. And I don't even know where they start. And I haven't wanted to read them enough to go figure out which is the first one. <laughs> you just start with Adderon. Start with Adderon. Then it's Casper, then it's Strike, then it's Matthyrus or Matheris. And they're mm-hmm. all so funny. Like, honestly, Matheris is my favorite. It gives me mad, like, Rapunzel vibes. You know, like, the Tangled Disney version where, like, she's very naive and is, like, but is also, like, kind of a badass. That is the vibe I get with Matheris. And it is so, oh, they're just so good. I love them. I re- I've already re-listened to three of the audiobooks because i read them on kindle last year and then i re-listened to the audiobooks this year so that's how good they are you you need to read them becca period but you're like obsessed with those books <laughs> i am because there's ruby dixon has this unique ability to just suck you in she does and you don't even know that it's happening taya i know you probably Uh-oh. haven't read ice planet barbarians but i would just caution you that if you ever decide to clear your calendar for the next like two months, or you're that. Although Beth, Britt hates and does not like the audiobook um, narrator for the guy um, because he reminds her of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, the narrator for the audiobooks <laughs> does sound a lot like Jeff Goldblum, and I have, I so I have a hard time with the audiobooks. I mean, but... to me, he's just a narrator, like <laughs> Cool Beans, dude. <laughs> He sounds like Jeff Goldblum and I can't get it out of my brain. However, the books themselves are amazing and they're, yeah, they're graphic. Yeah, they're, they're smutty, but her characters, she builds such warm, cozy, inviting characters that you're just like, you don't care that there's sex in the books. You're like, I just want to know more about the characters because they're just so adorable. And there's like, that's really cool. Her Ice Planet Barbarians, there's like 20 some odd books in that one. Then there's the Ice Home series that has like 16 books. Rizda books, I think that there's 10 or 12 in the Rizda. And then there's like the four Corsair, but like she's got a whole, like the whole Ruby universe. So that's why I say you read one and you slide down a very slippery slope because you just can't get enough. Right. Ice Planet's like the gateway drug and then it takes you into the rest of them and you're like, 
there's no stopping this. And then you want to start all the way over again. Cause like, you're like, once you finish, you're just like, I, I need more. I, I, it can't be over. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'll do is I will say it's research for character development and how to do that. And then I'll read all of those books. Ah, there you go. Justify it. But just don't let your mom see you reading it. Or if she asks, just, oh, it's just a romance book. <laughs> All right. I think we got time for or one. Read your kin- read it on your Kindle so she can't see. That too. That too. That works. The, the problem with the Kindle, though, I'll tell you right now, is like it'll show you next in series and you can like click on it and read now. And that's how you lose a week of time. So mm, just. Yeah be aware right read responsibly <laughs> all right i think we got time for one more before we wrap up today's episode oh this is a good one a book by a queer author Ooh. a queer author on your tbr let's see scroll 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 i already know which one i'm gonna do Mm-mm-mm. let's see All right, who wants to go first? Um, I have one. It's by Adam Sass, and it's called The 99 Boyfriends of Micah Summers. And it actually, on Goodreads, um, it is comped as uh, red, white, and royal blue for (gasps) those types of fans. Yeah. It seems just like a cute YA rom-com. I am uh, definitely adding that to my list right now. 99 Boyfriends of Micah. Summers. Summers. Here we go. Want to read, because that looks absolutely adorable. I would like to read Mortal Follies by Alexis Hall. She's the one that wrote, um, I shouldn't say she, they uh, wrote um, Boyfriend Material, Husband Material. And then they also have this like Victorian kind of like retellings of like Pride and Prejudice and stuff, but like they're queer. Ooh. Uh, one of them is called, I think, something wilder, something spectacular, and something fabulous. Uh, one is queer and one is sapphic, and they are like I haven't read them yet, but I really they're really cute, and I would like to read them. But Mortal Follies is a fantasy. It's her newest one. It just came out actually this year. Uh, I keep saying her, they. Um, come on, clicking, loading. Um, but it's kind of like a whole bunch of like fairies and like witches and kind of like this whole underground sort of like high society versus like the people that are like low society. And I don't know, it looks really, really adorable. And I love the cover. The cover is just super cute. And that's part of the reason I was like, Ooh, want to read because the cover is adorable. But then I read it and I was like, Hmm. And it's historical fiction. It's got a bit of a historical vibe. It goes, uh, set in the year 1814. So it's kind of like that Victorian edge, but like meets fairies. So, and there's so many pretty covers. (laughs) Mia. Mine is also by Alexis Hall. I've been seeing, like, I saw it around, like, everywhere, and decided to add it for my, to my TBR. But it, um, it's called A Lady for a Duke, and it looks really interesting. Oh, yeah, that's also, she does this, like, the historical queer stuff, and I love it. I love it. I've seen that one. 
Uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it just looks really interesting. I think the main character in that is trans, if I'm not mistaken, which is really awesome. Yeah. It's just like, there's like, or she like reconnects with someone that like previously assumed did. It looks really good. I don't think I've really read any um, main characters in books that are trans. Mm, girl. If you guys have any recommendations, I am all for it. Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. That book is A, mm. adorable, and B, the main character is trans. Um, and it's kind of got this weird little spooky Halloween-y vibe. So it's a good, like, October read if you're looking for something spooky. Perfect. And then... Um, uh, Aiden Thomas also wrote the Sunbearer Trials, which is like a YA uh, fantasy Ooh, with okay. a main character that's trans that I think you might really enjoy too. Those are the two that I know of for sure. Um, but you could also go and listen to our Pride episode from season two because we talk a lot about trans characters on that one. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I, I'm still like going through. I'm finished season one I haven't like <laughs> gone through season two yet and so I felt so bad I totally just like skipped to being a guest on season three <laughs> ah you know what you have been one of our longtime listeners and I really appreciate it Taya oh, so it's all, yeah, and, and you won fair and square so you know you are welcome here oh yay it's so fun to finally like meet Becca and Mia and see them like you know their faces because I've heard their voices for so long <laughs> what about you Becca what did you have uh Cafe Connichi by Emery Lee Ooh, mm. I haven't heard of that what about it makes you do you want why why do you want to read it because it's just been sitting here for a long time <laughs> Just because it's sitting on your TBR. Pretty much, yeah. It's just been sitting here taunting me. And I'm like, you know what? Eventually, I will get to you. I love it when you got a book that just, like, stares you down from the bookshelf. It's like, read me. Read me now. And you're like, ma'am, sir, they, I do not have time for you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do one final one. I think I want to do one more, one more before we wrap. Let's see what the very last one is. Ooh, okay. Let's might be a tricky one. A book with a color in the title. A book with a color in the title. Something that's got a color in the title. And that's three times that I've said that now. So <laughs> let's look, let's see. Do I have anything with a color in the title? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we need the Jeopardy music, you know? Yeah. Okay, I found one. I found one. Okay, I'm stopping. Has anyone else found one? I have one on a technicality. Hey, we'll take technicalities. Mine is Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. I've had a few oh. friends recommend it to me and tell me that it's really, really good. I have it. It is sitting on my bookshelf downstairs in my uh, husband's office. And I just, I bought it. I think I bought it about a year ago. 
when I was like, oh, I've heard a lot about this. And then I've heard three or four people that I know have read it and they're like, you should read it. It's so good. And I just haven't gotten around to it. It's very good. I read it back in high, high school when it first came out and I have yet not finished the series. So I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. Still sitting on your TBR? It, what? what the, the red queen well the rest of them are yeah yeah <laughs> um, funny enough as soon as you said the red queen as i was looking for my want to read um i saw literally the scarlet veil by uh shelby maharan she's the author who wrote the uh what's it called uh serpent and dove series oh, okay so uh yeah it looks interesting right. is it a fantasy is it a romance is it a i'm trying to yeah i'm gonna click on it i accidentally clicked her off off their profile again a dark and thrilling vampire romance set in the world of the new oh it's set in the world of serpent and dove <gasps> dude six months have passed since cecily took her sacred vows and joins the ranks of the shossers oh this is yeah this sounds really good um, <laughs> i think i know what me is doing this evening it's not i don't know if it's even out yet but i will be <laughs> Yeah, it's. It, I mean, at, at the time that this is like put on, it'll probably be out, but it, it's September twenty sixth, twenty twenty three. Uh, so still gotta wait a little bit. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. I can have patience. It's fine. <laughs> what about you, Tia? Do you have a book on your TBR that has a color in the title? I do. It's um, by Scott O'Dell, and it's called The Island of the Blue Dolphins. And it's about this uh, native girl who lives on an island all by herself, and it's about her survival. And it's based on a real island called San Nicolas Island. And um, I'm also, I'm Native American, and so our, we have ties to that island um my ancestors do so it'd be really cool to read that story um and you know talk about it with my dad and yeah I love that I think that's really cool the name when you said Scott O'Dell that made me think of something my husband um has the king's fifth on his tbr which is another Scott O'Dell book okay Um, but I didn't know that he'd written about uh the um the island of like the um, oh my god my brain <laughs> um he's he looks like he tends to write uh, a lot of like fantasy based or kind of like fantasy inspired stories that have uh that take place outside of the americas which is interesting yeah oh huh, now i need to do research on like why he was inspired to write a book like this um if it's not his usual genre <laughs> mm-hmm because I'm looking, I'm like, well, we're just going to add that to my want to read list, too. Also, it doesn't look like it's super long. It's only about 200, and, 200 pages, so. It's um, just four times uh, longer than Benjamin Button. <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> nice. All right. Becca, you're last. Uh, Black Sunshine by Karina Hale. I don't know what it's about. It's just over there. Oh, you're just you're like catching a title on the shelf, eh? Yeah. It of sounds course. dark. Of course, you choose a title with the. It word is. Black it's it's it. over on my like smut shelf, so <laughs> I guess it's meant to be smutty and so. Oh, like. oh my god! I love gosh. that you have a smut shelf. Like, I feel like that's like half of my books. <laughs> well, 
I haven't quite gotten into, I haven't figured out how I'm going to organize my bookshelf. We might need to have an episode on like, what's the best, most efficient way to organize your bookshelf. Cause I have it like, I have my stuff spread out right now over two, two or three in different rooms, but I need to do some cleanup. So it'll be interesting. Smut shelf, science fiction shelf, maybe just one full shelf for like my Ice Planet Barbarian books. Yeah, Taya's gonna have a whole shelf dedicated to Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> First comes well, the yeah. shelf, then comes the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see behind her, but she has an entire wall of fan art of ice planet got some not it's not on the work. one behind me it's on the one behind the camera oh she, you've got because yeah, oh. it's not safe for work remember <laughs> it's True. not a, can't really show that on uh, i mean not that we showed this there anywhere is. but yeah, yeah aside from like the background you see when we film this or the background you see when i film my tiktoks there is hidden penises all over this room <laughs> actually there is one right behind me slightly off screen <laughs> a game of where's waldo yeah where's the willy but they're, dil- they're dildos <laughs> where's dildo oh no we can never air any of this on youtube we get demonetized so fast i mean technically the one that's hidden behind me right now is like not human shaped so it could pass as something else <sighs> Rebecca. <laughs> this is who we associate with. Like, you wonder why we're so traumatized. Uh, I'm not traumatized at this point. At this point, it's just like, okay, what else is new? What else can Becca yeah. throw at us? Yeah. I can't wait. I feel like I've become desensitized to this stuff now. <laughs> oh, that's okay. When I get my next fan art commission done at the end of the month, I'll throw that at y'all randomly. Like, no premise, just bam, right in Discord. <laughs> Just drop it on us at 7 a.m. on a Sunday, you know? Whatevs. You know, on the Lord's Day of all days. <laughs> what better day? What better day? Oh, goodness. My gosh. Well, I think that about wraps it up. We, it seems like we all have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> that would be accurate. Yeah. So other books today that we talked about, what is one that you think you might pick up in the next month? What's one you think you might want to read in the next 30 days for sure? Guaranteed. Or maybe not guaranteed, but like highly likely. Well, that requires me remembering every single book I just said. So (laughs) (laughs) I know for sure I'm probably going to listen to Assistant to the Villain. That one has been all over TikTok. Um, It keeps popping up on my For You page. And Hannah seems like the sweetest human being on the face of the planet. And I just really want to support her. So I think I'm probably going to give that one a listen when it releases. Yeah, that's sweet. I um I'll probably pick up Six Times We Almost Kissed by Tess Sharp. Uh, Mia's face lit up when I mentioned that author. So yeah. yeah good I read, recommendation. I read her book in high school when it came out in 2014. It was really good. Oh, can't wait. Really, really good. <laughs> what about you, Becca? Is there anything you think you might pick up this month based on what you talked about today? I know I'm going to read Lucian and I, and I'll probably finally get to the last encore. Nice. Do we even want to know where you're at with your reading? How many books you've read this this year so far? Probably not. Yeah, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Mia, well, Mia, you're just going to pick what you pick because. I'm going to pick. Well, I know I am going to read Fourth Wing, but I'm also going to read. I'm going to acquire Nevermore Bookstore because that is actually out. Whereas some of the other ones I said tonight are not even out. You're waiting desperately for them. Right. <laughs> like maybe when this comes out, I'll pick up like another one as well. But um, they're not physically in like there's no I can't physically get one. It's not possible at the moment we are filming this. So fair. Fair enough. Well, it sounds like we've all got some homework to do. Yes. Thank you, Taya, for joining us and for being such an active participant. You are such a lovely human, and I'm so glad that I got to share this with you. Thank you so much for having me. This was just, like, honestly the highlight of my year. And, oh! like, you know, oh! I just got Taylor Swift. I'm like, this is the highlight of my year. <laughs> we beat out Taylor Swift. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, hold on. Goals. I'm going to have to, like, put this on my wall. I am, we, we are better than Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm like that's saying something <laughs> oh Taya you are wonderful thank you so much for being here we will chat soon in our writing circle and I will chat to my other two favorite ladies next week on the next episode of Drinking Ink want more from the bookish bitches follow us on TikTok at Drinking Ink Pod Official for updates regarding our newest episodes releases and behind the scenes chaos or send us an email at drinkinginkpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on all streaming platforms like amazon music apple Podcasts, and spotify you can also follow our hosts on their personal accounts located in the show notes along with recommended reading lists and all the books we mentioned in today's episode stay thirsty friends